Thus was born my series of books, which is about a drug-addicted ex-carp who, through the books, he, you know, handles his addiction. He uh, starts a private agency uh, with, uh, with a former colleague, and they become a very successful agency that's much sought after by the rich and famous of Vancouver. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. started his career as a software developer, did it for seven years as an actor, and started writing in 2003. Welcome, Robert French, to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks very much for having me on your show. It's terrific. Well, thank you for this time because, you know, I feel like a lot of people nowadays are like, let me explore writing, journaling, blogging, and they come up with the ideas of, let me just start a book. How does this work? So please tell your story, how you started it, and what made you get into it? Well, um, writing for me came out of a, a, a big adversity. Um, I was a chief technology officer in a small um, software development company, and we uh, failed to get our big financing and the company had to close its doors. And there I was, uh, you know, I put a lot of my time and money into the company. I, there I was without much money and uh, without a job. So I did what every software guy does when he doesn't have a job, he gets on the phone and tries to find a job uh, or a contract or something. And I spent this, this particular day um, uh, on the phone to about, till about three in the afternoon. and. I put down the phone after speaking to the last person that, that I've scheduled for that day. And I thought, you know, they, I've got this idea for a book that's been in the back of my head for a while. So I just started writing. I opened up a new Word document and wrote. Next thing I know, it was two or three in the morning and I'd written 7,000 words. And I thought, wow, I, I really like this. <laughs> so... Um, I, I wrote and um, I got about 30,000 words into the book and it kind of ran out of steam. I didn't quite know where it was going. So um, I'd got an old book from the 1960s called The Writer's Handbook. And I opened it up and uh, it said, what to do when you get stuck? It says, put the book to one side and write another book. So I did just that. And I started writing another book and that kind of ran out of steam. It was starting to get boring. And finally, I got a book right through to 100,000 words. And it was a, a, a kind of a, a business crime thriller. And 
I thought, well, this is pretty good. And at that time, I discovered the Surrey International Writers Conference, which is one of the biggest conferences in North America, and it's kind of just up the road from where I live. So I went to the conference, all intent on finding an agent. And it was quite funny. The first day of the conference was um, uh, what they call masterclasses. And the first masterclass I took, I discovered that I did not have a clue about how to write a book. I'd assumed that because I've been an avid reader my whole life, I would know how to write a book. And so I completely changed my attitude about the, the conference. Instead of attending uh, seminars on, you know, how to get an agent's attention, how to write a, a, a letter to an agent and how to, how to market yourself, I took a whole bunch of courses on the art of writing or the craft of writing. And I was very lucky that I met an editor who um, took on the task of editing the first book. And she gave me a 37-page report. And it was very kind and it was very nice, but I was absolutely mortified. I realized that I just didn't know enough about the craft of writing and that this book was actually pretty terrible, even though I thought it was pretty good. So not a, that wasn't a great day <laughs> um but however i started to uh, read books uh, on the art of fiction take courses and i was very lucky that the editor that i'd met mentored me through my first two books and um my first book came about because i was doing consulting work to keep uh, body and soul together uh, while i was writing and um, the consulting work was in what's the sketchy part of Vancouver, um, the downtown east side. And um, every day I'd walk to my client's office. It was a, it was a small software company um, and they uh, had very inexpensive, inexpensive offices. So I'd go to their offices uh, every day and I used to walk past this alley and it was full of drug addicts who'd been sleeping there overnight. Um, and it was it was horrible. There'd be, you know, people could actually see people sitting, shooting up in the alley, and they used the alley as a bedroom, as a bathroom, as a kitchen. Um, it was just it was just awful. Um, and I, I remember thinking, what would it be like to wake up in that alley? How awful would that be? And I thought about that, and I mentioned it to uh, to my editor who then mentor and she said well who would wake up in an alley like that and I thought well businessman that would be kind of funny um, or a lawyer that would be funny too and then I thought what about a cop a cop who spent a large part of his life working against the people who lived in that alley how ironic would it be for a cop to wake up in that alley and that was thus was born um, my my series of books, which is about a drug addicted ex-cop who um, work if through the books, he you know handles his addiction. He uh, starts a private agency uh, with uh, with a former colleague, and they become a very successful um, agency that's much sought after by the rich and famous of Vancouver. So um, 
just a, a little thing like walking past that alley and being freaked out spawned a whole series of books That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. so anyway that is my long story about how I got started that's fascinating. And the thing is, with your journey with writing, what are, I guess, the, um, how could I say this, the challenges that you've been through as a writer? Because I I can, like, as I'm listening to him, I'm thinking, how do I come up with topics? How do I come up with a story? How do I, because I feel like it's a lot of work, even like books from my school. Like when I was in architecture, I'm like, how much more can you create in a book? Right. Like even other books that I've read, it's like, how do you continue to write? And some people, it takes years for them to get to one book. So what were your challenges as a writer? Well, uh, it took years for me to get to to my first book. Mm -hmm. My initial challenges, my initial challenge was that I didn't, I thought I I knew how to write, but I didn't. And so learning the craft of writing, um, and uh, and I learned, I I was really, really lucky. Finding a, a mentor, she pointed me in the direction of some great books and courses and things. And she would point out, I, you know, I would write a bit and send it to her, and she would point out things that I was doing wrong. Um, but that was my big challenge, learning to write. Um, that uh, a, a second challenge um, that that I have is um, I'm also subject to depression, and I've only actually gone public with this fairly recently. Um, but I do get bouts of depression. And when I look back over my life, I, there were times when things weren't going well for me. And I realize now it's because I was, I was depressed. Um, and my books are fairly dark in places, you know, when you're dealing with drug addiction and life on the streets. Um, and my protagonist, uh, you know, he, you, once you're a drug addict, you're an addict for life. Um, you just have to learn to become an addict who doesn't use drugs anymore. And my protagonist slips back into using drugs in a couple of the books, you know, because he's under great pressure and um, he experiences some serious sadness in his life. Um, and so writing about this dark stuff um, can be quite depressing in itself. And uh, um, so that's a struggle that many, many authors have. Um, I wrote a blog post um, about depression. And in researching the post, I found a whole list of authors that suffered from depression, Um, you know, from classics like Hemingway to J.K. Rowling, and a whole bunch of authors have depression. And I don't know if authors have more depression than the uh, the average of the public but um that's something that I, that I've certainly um the other thing that uh that uh if you become an author that you end up having to deal with is I've spent my whole life working in teams with teams of people but being an author unless you're re- working with a second author and writing a book together but being an author is essentially a lone wolf um, task. And that I find very difficult. Um, so um, I've, I, I've joined on occasion. I was a member of a writer's group, but that was focused mainly on, on the marketing side of the business. But, and I've never really found a, a writer's group 
that I want to share my work with. So I, I find that quite difficult as well. So, you know, if you're somebody who works, you know, works uh, in an office with teams of people, becoming a writer is a huge culture shift. Oh, for sure. And I cannot imagine, like, it's amazing. Like I've met so many authors and interviewed so many authors and they talk about their journeys and their experiences. And it's really nice to hear about it because everyone's gone through a different experience through their journey. And it's not always the same. It may be similar, like, you know, sometimes writer's block or frustration or thinking that it's not good enough. And you're trying to see if you're going to still continue working on it or just tear it apart and start a new book. Like it's, it's crazy to me how everyone's journey is different and it should be different because not everybody goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I go through writer's block, of course. And I think all writers are almost by definition, we think our our books aren't good enough. Um, And I've kind of made a commitment to myself that every book I write will be better than the previous. And so that's, that's, that become that makes writing every book, every new book, a little bit more difficult. Um, so, um, but writer's block is is brutal. You think, oh, I'm just not good enough. But eventually, you get through. There's no doubt in my mind that unless you're extraordinarily lucky, um, the key quality that a writer has to have is persistence. You just got to keep at it. And is there tips that you can give to others? who's going through some writer's block, like from your experience? Um, well, the first thing is to, to, to know is that when you get into a writer's block, it will pass. Um, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And um, certainly um, writing a different book is a good idea. If you get blocked with a, one book to write uh, a different book, at the moment I'm writing two books. One is the... Uh, my protagonist, his name is Cal Rogan. And one book I'm writing is the eighth book in the series. Um, but I'm also writing a, a second book. Um, he, in, the, uh, in the series, he has a, a daughter who uh, is currently uh, 13 years old. So I'm writing a book set in 2044, where she's 35, and she's a detective. And it's, a, it's not fantasy or science fiction or anything like that. It's just a crime thriller set in 2044. And so um, when I get stuck with one book, I switch to the other. And uh, that, that's helpful. So if you're a writer that has, is writing a series, um, or even if you, you have a number of books in your head, and every writer has tons of books in their head, um, then write another book. Um, that's a good way to get unstuck from a book that you're in. Well, that's interesting. I see, I, again, different answers, different journeys, and I've never heard of that one before. But, you know, I, I'm, I love hearing about authors. And what advice could you give somebody who wants to start a book? Okay. Um, first thing is, if you want to start a book, start the book. Um, if you've been thinking about writing a book, open a Word document, start writing. Um, but while you're doing that, you should learn the craft of writing. Um, there's a book that I'm reading at the moment by a, a self-published author, and I'm quite enjoying the book. But this author is breaking some cardinal rules that they have clearly not ever been taught um, that make the book 
a little bit confusing. Um, and so it is very important to learn the craft of writing. Um, if there's a, a, a community college with a, a, a course on writing, take it, get books uh, on the craft of writing. There's one uh, particular writer who is in fact a New York agent and uh, um, I've, I've got to know him fairly well. Um, his name is Don Maas, M-A-A-S, and his books on, on, write, on the craft of writing are very, very good. One of the things that he emphasizes is that every book should have tension on every page. Um, you want your reader to turn to the next page, so you have to create tension on every page to make them want to find out what's going on. And tension can come from a, a whole bunch of of things. Um, it can come from a, an unanswered question. You know, somebody asks a really important question and before the other person can answer it, they get interrupted. So that creates tension. The reader wants to know the answer to that question. Um, or um, somebody mentions something or does something that's completely out of character for them and you don't really know why. And that's something else that creates a tension that the reader wants to find out answers. Um, and if you can do that, then you will be able to write page turner, the way you know, people will sit up till two in the morning, three in the morning, because they can't put your book down. They want to know what happens. So tension on every page is, is for me, the, the, the byword. Whenever I, I, I finish a chapter, I reread it. And if I'm not really excited about every page, then I, I make changes to make sure that I am. <laughs> um, but knowing the craft of writing is really, really important um, because I think it's a natural assumption if you read a lot, it's a natural assumption that because you read a lot, you'll be able to write and not so on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing those tips. Now, can you go through all your books so the audience can get their hands on them? Uh, sure, sure. I'll give you a, a quick rundown of the yep. books. Um, in the first book, my protagonist, the very first chapter, is uh, he's waking up uh, in an alley and he's got blood all over him and he doesn't know why. And later in that day, he finds out, his, he, find, he discovers his best friend has been murdered. And the police at first think maybe it's him. Um, and but he uh, but then they say it wasn't a murder it was a suicide and he knows his friend wouldn't commit suicide so he decides despite the fact that he's a homeless drug addict he's going to find out who actually killed his friend and of course he does um and so but as part of the process of you know he throughout the book he's he's taking drugs because you know he's he's learning you know, he's, he's still an addict, but he, he finds the passion that he originally had when he was a cop, and that gives him the strength to go into rehab. Um, and then in subsequent books, um, he's, he becomes a, a private investigator. So, um, and he teams up and he works with a team of people um, who are some great characters. I just love them. Um, and uh, so my, my books uh, are all available on Amazon. 
uh, do a little plug. If anyone goes to my website, which is robertpfrench.com, um, you can get the first book for free and try it out. And if you like it, then you might want to consider buying some of the other books. Um, so um, in the, the last uh, book that uh, was published uh, last, um, last year, I was very happy it won the uh, uh, Global Book Awards for self-publishing. It got gold medal in the crime thrillers. So I was uh, really excited by that. Um, but in that, um, he's faced with the job of uh, getting a, a kid out of jail uh, who's been uh, wrongly accused. And normally, I, I got very interested in the um, uh, in the innocence project that gets wrongly accused people out of jail. And the, the innocence project usually gets them out of jail using DNA evidence. But in my book, he's in jail because of the DNA evidence. So it's a difficult job getting, you know, proving that he's innocent. Um, and um, <clears throat> so that 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 book is uh, uh, is uh, is out there, and I'm doing a sequel to that. And uh, as I mentioned, the book about his daughter being a, a cop in the future in 2044. Wow! Thank you so much, and you know, definitely plug in where they can get the books. I know you've already mentioned it, but it's going to be in the show notes. I'm so happy to have spoken to you today. And thank you for sharing this amazing information, Robert. Well, thank you, Angelica. It was really lovely talking to you. <laughs> and are you Canadian? <laughs> uh, I am Canadian, but I was born in Britain and I've still got my British accent. Yes, you um, do. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, uh, I am Canadian and I've been Canadian for longer than I was British, so. <laughs> oh, and which province are you from? Uh, British Columbia, it's on the West Coast. Because uh, I know you mentioned Vancouver and I'm like, is he still in Vancouver? I'm like trying to figure that out, but <laughs> glad well, I asked. Um, if you had video on, you would see that behind me there's a whole bunch of packing boxes. We moved out of Vancouver at the beginning of COVID, mm -hmm. uh, but we're moving back now. So, um, and uh, I missed Vancouver a little bit. But the town that we're in, I, I just love, and I'm going to miss the, this. It's a small town, yeah. forty thousand people, and I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it a, quite a bit. Oh. But um, I, it will be nice to be back in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, I often, when I'm writing, I'll I'll walk to the place where the action is happening to make sure I've got details right about about the uh, the the location. Mm -hmm. um, I have a book of, I have a, a list of uh, uh, my readers, uh, an email list, which you can get on at my website. Um, and I have a group of them who are called my launch team. They help me with the books. They get a pre, uh, every time I write a book, they get a pre-publication copy to read and to comment on. And quite often they, they point out things that I've got wrong about <laughs> maybe about Vancouver or maybe uh, in one point <laughs> right uh, somebody pointed out that I couldn't be driving the car that I was driving because it was somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so uh, they're, they're wonderful people and uh, they're part of the reason that my books have been uh, relatively successful <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, I'm from Toronto, so I'm not sure if you've ever had a chance to visit Toronto. I lived in Toronto for a oh. while. 
No yeah. way. Yes. Yeah. When I first came to Canada, I, I lived in uh, uh, Montreal mm -hmm. and then moved to Toronto and then to Calgary and then to Vancouver. Wow. Um, <laughs> going west. <laughs> yes, you are going west. And there is a time difference. <laughs> there is. There is. Yeah. It's seven. It's seven seven in the morning here when so <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i'm like it's almost lunchtime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well robert i really appreciate it. but where else can people find you besides your website do you have social media linkedin share it all for everybody yeah i'm on uh, i'm on linkedin um um and uh, uh which am my i'm robert p french on linkedin and i'm robert p french author on facebook I'm not on Twitter. I uh, I gave up Twitter. I found it too toxic an environment. So I hear I you. abandoned Twitter. It's okay. <laughs> I agree with you, honestly. But that's a whole different topic to talk about. <laughs> Isn't it just? <laughs> well, Robert, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Well, I, I really appreciate being on your show, Angelica. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Well, to all my listeners out there, Robert's information is going to be in the show notes. Go ahead, find his books, read it, buy it, share it, gift it. And oh my gosh, Robert, I really appreciate this. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And, and you're you listening, are to listening to a little bit of everything, everything with Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. 